0: Hello everyone and welcome to That's the Hattrick, your host Aditya Rao and on this episode, it is almost time for the playoffs. We are only two games away from knowing who the playoff teams are going to be, well, well, the fourth team in, in essence. Because today, as of the 7th of October, we know the first three teams that are going to be making the playoffs, it's Delhi, Chennai and Bangalore, the three teams. ...who are for sure qualified with 20, 18, and 16 points. The Chennai Super Kings have finished their uh, 14 games. Which means a big win for RCB could mean they jump the Chennai Super Kings into second spot. Um, although it is highly unlikely that it, even if RCB wins, it would be a big win... ...because the Delhi Capitals are in good form. They won two out of their last three games coming into this one. But... Our focus today is on fo- spot number four, and you know earlier in the week, you know Rohit Sharma was talking about how um, the Kolkata Knight Riders, who were who were at the time the most likely to clinch fourth spot, um, would have to play first against the in, against the Rajasthan Royals, uh, and that you know that would be pressure that would bring all kinds of pressure on this KKR team who's been. I don't know, there's, there's, there's not a word for it apart from yo-yo. I mean, the first half of the tournament was not so good. And then the second half of the tournament, it's it's been a different story altogether. You know, they've just gone and played. It almost looks like they've played without um, a sense of, um, you know, all, all kinds of pressure on their shoulders. Especially with the way the young players have played. You know, we can talk about Venkatesh Ayer um, a lot. But... The team itself looks like they have a lot less pressure. It looks like uh, pressure. It looks like they're enjoying their cricket at the moment. The last couple of games, especially. One thing we do know for sure is that the Delhi Capitals are going to be playing the first uh, playoff game on Sunday, October tenth. Um, we don't know who's going to be playing this the eliminator, and we don't know who's going to be playing qualifier too. Um, but the thing we do know is there's two games left tomorrow the october of 8th it is sunrises hyderabad against mumbai indians and the royal Challengers against the delhi capitals another the whole sort of context is simple the, the the equation is simple for the mumbai indians they have to beat the sunrises hyderabad by 171 runs yes it's going to be the biggest ipl victory in history it's going to be probably one of the biggest t20 wins in history it, and it, it may seem impossible considering the fact that the Sunrise Hyderabad bowled really well against the Royal Challenges Bangalore and defended 141. So, it, Mumbai Indians are really struggling here, it must be said. You know, they're a team that is backed by so many people, that is financially backed really well by their owners, that is full of superstars, Rohit Sharmas, the Pandyas, the Ishan Kishans, the Surya Kumars, the Pollards. ...the bumras and, and, you know, all their international stars. Um, and I could keep going on about how good of a team the Mumbai Indians are. But we've seen this time and time and again. They don't start well. And they sort of rely on their back end of the tournament. Now, this year, the difference has been that... ...once they started getting that momentum, it's, it's sort of been... ...diminished a little bit by the fact that the IPL was stopped... ...for a few months and then it came back out of the dark, out of the cold... And then, you know, Roy Sharma has had his niggles. Hardik Pandya, um, obviously, you know, there's been his big speculation on his form. Krunal Pandya has been terrible with the bat. Um, And and of course, the concerning form of Surya Kumar Yadav and Ishan Kishan for most of this tournament. So it really sort of compounded on them in, in, in the moment that they probably didn't need it. And someone, a team that really took advantage of this was the Kolkata Knight Riders. Now, we'll first talk about their their victory against the Rajasthan Royals first. It was an absolute clinic of a a performance. We've been talking about how the young players have played for the Knight Riders. We'll start off with Shubman Gill. Brilliant half-century and it's a well-paced half-century. This is something that, you know, not many teams have, apart from maybe Chennai with Rutaraj Gaikwad Um, and, you know, these sort of players who can play at a strike rate of 120, 130 and not have to say, oh, you know what, I have to score at 150 or I have to hit out and get out. There's, there's, you know, there are teams where the youngsters feel that they're obliged to do that. I can think of Yashasvi Jaiswal. Well, of course, he was pretty good against the Chennai Super Kings um, when they beat them, uh, you know, scoring quick runs. But, you know, Shubman Gill has that in him, but he can also play the more... Sort of comfortable half century, the sort of half centuries that we are accustomed to seeing from someone like a KL Rahul um, and Mayank Agarwal when they go about chasing. So, g- great innings for him, and, and you know, I think knowing that they're probably going to make the playoffs at this point, it's a good sort of litmus test to see who KKR's strongest eleven is because it hasn't been easy for KKR figuring out their strongest eleven this. This IPL, especially, you know, they've brought in Shakiba Lasan in this later half of the tournament. There have been a few consistent performers. I can think of Varun Chakravarti, for instance, uh, and obviously Venkateshaya since he's come in. But, you know, in the absence of Andre Russell, you know, there's a lot of questions that are need, need answering. And they've sort of been answered in many ways with the addition of Venkateshaya giving that firepower at, at the top... Um, loosening some of the burden on the likes of Tripathi and Rana, as I said earlier in my previous episode, that they're those players who you know, if they do get starts, they keep going but it's very rare for them to get that start, that quick 20-30 um, and then you know, seem like they're about to make a big score, like a 40 or a 50 and and sort of bump up the batting run rate from a say, a 7.5 to a 9 um, but that might be their job in the team is to just score quick runs and uh, leave it for the likes of Morgan and Karthik to come in and finish off. And to some extent, this uh, KKR batting scorecard from the RR game was definitely that. I mean, obviously, it is top-heavy. Shuman Gill and Venkatesh scoring most of the runs. But after that, you know, there was a crucial innings from Tripathi of 21. And then um, there were a lot of extras from the Rajasthan team. 17 extras. Um, and the most important part for the Kolkata Knight Riders was their opening partnership. 79 runs and 11 overs and then after that they had 40 run partnerships uh from uh, from before the wicket of Shubman Gill um, and of course towards the end as well so 171 for 4 which is a very good total in Sharjah we've seen that it's not the same Sharjah pitch as normal um especially from last year's IPL you know the the, the sort of scores that we're seeing of 180 190 averaging there so, 171, really good total. And against Rajasthan Royals, who who were blistering against CSK. Obviously, Jaiswal didn't get a start. The, the start that he got in the previous game. and uh, Sanju Sampson is another player who didn't get a start in this game. Shivam Dubey played really well against CSK. Didn't get a start. In fact, nobody got a start for the Rajasthan Royals. And that's the thing. Is they allowed the scoreboard pressure to get to them. There were some terrible short choices. And Rahul Tiwate was the only one who got that score. And again, he's striking at 120-130, But that's all you need—a couple of big overs with someone around you to like make that, make those like bonus runs. Uh, and all of a sudden, 170 is achievable. But there was some really good bowling by KKR as well. Lockie Ferguson, um, three overs—sorry, uh, four overs—three wickets, 18 runs. And of course, Shivam Mavid deserved the show again. Another young player who's benefiting from the second half of the IPL. Um, and we can always talk about Varun Chakravati Who's been really good um, I do think the arrival of Shaki Balasan Into this 11 does add a bit of stability And especially we're seeing The sort of um, Use of spinners In the UAE and, and how it's helpful um, So he is, he's A he's a double-edged uh, he, He's a susami knife I should say for the Kolkata Knight Riders um, And you know even when they beat the Sunrisers Hyderabad it was a Convincing performance. They did take their time with the bat. Again, Shubman Gill, another half century in that game. 57 of 51. Situational batting. It's it's so important nowadays, especially with for young players who are coming into the IPL. And to get to get two wins in the last three games, it it nearly guarantees them. And I say nearly because we've seen some ridiculous things happen in the IPL uh in the past. But winning a game by 171 is well, obviously easier said than done But even for a team A superhuman team Like the Mumbai Indians In the season that they're having Is, I would say Really out of hand And against the Sunrises Hyderabad They have nothing to play for um, Which means they're probably playing Without a lot of pressure um, We saw them beat the Royal Challenges Bangalore They bowled really well They have Bhoneshwar Kumar back For the second half of the tournament And what, what that means Is they're probably not going to make it easy And you know, if the Sunrises Hyderabad uh, end up batting first, then it's probably game over for the Mumbai Indians. That net run rate, um, obviously, they're in. They're in minus 0.048 at the moment and they need to achieve plus 0.6 almost, which is obviously not going to happen. But where did it go wrong for the Mumbai Indians? I think there's obviously a, a critical uh, stage, especially when this second half began, because... As I was saying earlier, Mumbai Indians have always been a second half team when it comes to the IPL. They've always been, um, they've always started slowly but caught up to the tournament in many ways. And you know, like when the tournament was at its half stage, you know, you could have said, well, it's a toss up well, whether Mumbai would get in or not. But as soon as the second half began, obviously, Rohit Sharma missing a girl, and then he's not looked settled since uh, then. He probably has a niggle. Uh, Hardik Pandya hasn't been able to bowl, so you don't have that fifth option. Uh, Kyron Pollard's batting has been a concern. Obviously, Surya Kumar, Yadav, Nishan Kishan for India, especially with the World Cup coming very soon for the, the T20 World Cup. So, it's not helped them. It's sort of compounded their their issues a little bit. And what that does is it puts real pressure on, you know, the bowlers. I mean, Jasvik Bumrah has been bowling well. Um, but, you know, even, even with their big victory against the the Rajasthan Royals. And at that point, it looked like, you know, that victory would really help the net runner. It looked like anything could happen. If Kolkata beat uh, the Rajasthan Royals, it could have been a completely different story. But I think based on the balance of play, there's only been, out of Kolkata and Mumbai, there's only been one team that's come out swinging in this um, second half of this IPL. Uh, and it's definitely, definitely the Kolkata Knight Riders. And the Mumbai Indians will rue their missed chances. They they lost to the Royal Challengers. They lost to the Rajasthan. Uh, sorry, they beat Rajasthan, but they lost to the Delhi Capitals. They didn't score enough in that game. Um, they did beat the Punjab Kings late um, uh, last month, but again, it's the sort of up down up down form, and, and it never helps. Um, you know, ultimately, they have won two out of their last three games, but there is the consistency is is lacking from Mumbai Indians. Um, and, and you gotta say Kolkata won in crunch time they won games that they had to win they they were professional obviously a lot of KKR fans were not happy with the, the sort of over-reliance on someone like Andre Russell with the bat um, and, and that burden is sort of being shouldered a little bit more by youngsters and, and you know enough praise cannot be said about Venkta uh, especially the way he's come in and he's played his part um, you know he doesn't need to get a half century every game but he has this sort of calmness to him. He has this method to the madness. And he plays really good cricketing shots. Uh, and he times the ball very well. And that's someone who KKR needed. Because with Rahul Tripathi and Nitir Rana, you have these sort of rash youngsters who love to hit the ball really far. And Nitir Rana has been in the IPL for a while. Um, and I was saying earlier, when he does get a start, it's very hard to stop Nitir Rana. But that, that occasion is very rare. And Shubman Gill uh, is... Another really, really good player to watch. So, heading into the playoffs, this is a good uh, scenario for KKR. Um, and and, and I, I don't I don't see any way in which Mumbai Indians can pull this off. But I may be wrong. Tomorrow, you may see Mumbai Indians pull off a 180-run win. Which means they would have to score at least 250-260. Uh, and the last team to do 260 was the Royal Challengers back in... Um, IPL, I think it was IPL four when Chris Kale scored one hundred and seventy five two sixty four on that day, and they beat the uh, Sahara Pune Warriors by one hundred and thirty something runs. So, for the Mumbai Indians to replicate that in the form they are going at is is highly highly unlikely. Um, and you know, obviously they'll come out aggressive tomorrow, uh, whether they bat or bowl, and they'll try and get things done. But that net run rate is very important. They need to either You know, they need to either come out and say, you know what, we're going to try and get 100 runs on the board within the first 10 overs and then see where we can go from there. But even then, you know, it would take a Herculean bowling effort for them to um, even think about making the playoffs. So, we've seen Mumbai in this position before. Remember that game against the Rajasthan Royals a few years ago where they needed a boundary of... Uh, the 14.5 Fifth over I, th- I think it was the fifth ball well, The f- 15th over Where they needed a 4 And Corey Anderson Hit a 6 Uh, Corey Anderson Remember him in the IPL <laughs> Scoring 95 of 44 In that game But You know This situation is Even 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 more hard For uh, Even a team like Mumbai Indians, And I just don't see it happening The odds are probably like 0.001% So KKR Have done their job and as Rohit Sharma said, you know, we'll it, it puts pressure on them. They were under pressure. They got a good score and they defended it really well. And to be honest to Mumbai Indians, I don't think Rajasthan Royals are the best team to sort of rely on, especially in this year's IPL. Uh, yes, they have 10 points and it sort of makes it look closer on the on the points table, but they've been pretty horrific themselves. And, and, and obviously, some of that is down to the loss of Butler... In the second half, obviously Ben Stokes and Jofra Archer, three key Englishmen in that team. Um, and things could have been different. But for the Mumbai Indians, uh, it's, it's a huge opportunity missed. Especially because they've been so good in the playoffs in recent times. And uh, this year, we're not going to have them. But looking at the playoff picture, as I said earlier, um, the Delhi Capitals will be playing the first qualifier, which means that a win for them against whoever it is in second spot obviously that's not confirmed yet because the royal challenges bangalore can move up to 18 points if they beat the delhi capitals and the delhi capitals have nothing to play for so they might rest some key personnel and the csk net run rate is pretty good but they have to beat the delhi capitals by a huge margin and this is where that defeat to the sunrises hyderabad comes into play for the royal challenges because had they won that game they would have put real pressure on Chennai to beat the Punjab Kings... but the Punjab Kings playing without any pressure themselves. So, it's not easy, as you've seen, for the top teams to play the, the teams that are sort of already out of this competition in many ways. But, uh, brilliant knock from KL Rahul and that one should give him a shout out. 98 of 42. And, uh, yeah, that opening pair has been really good for uh, the King, uh, sorry, the Punjab Kings... In, in this IPL and, and you know they're very sturdy in that sense. But coming back to RCB, Virat colleagues missed a couple of tricks. Um, definitely, uh, Chamira, you know he was spoken spoken about recently, and you know bringing him into the attack because RCB didn't get wickets in the power play. They did not get Abhishek Sharma against the Sunrises Hyderabad, but Dan Christian at one down doesn't help. You have you have KS Bharat who was playing really well. Bring him in at one down. Bring uh, uh, make sure that Padikal knows his role. That innings against the Sunrisers was definitely one of those going nowhere kind of innings. Yes, he got 40, but he chewed up 50 deliveries. And then it put pressure on someone like a Maxwell and, and you know, and then the RCB middle order, uh, you know, Shabaz and, you know, he beat Villiers at the end. And when you, when you have to score 14 runs of Bonesh for Kumar, it's never easy in the last over. So, RCB definitely sort of shot their own foot in many ways in that game. But again, if if they do come out playing really well and get a big, big victory, I'm not sure what the equation is. They could sneak into second position uh, level-on points with CSK, who lost their last three games. And, and, you know, obviously, that's not a fair reflection of what CSK has been doing in this tournament. They did lose to DC. Um, they lost to the Rajasthan Royals. Uh, and, and that was some game. Um, and and of course they did beat the the sunrisers but it's it's not been a great second half for for the CSK either but they they did what they needed to do they got quali- they got qualification status sealed and and what that means is they will be heading to the playoffs again and the thing about CSK is you know they've sort of taken their foot off the gas a little bit but they have a huge star in the making with Raj Gaikwad his his attitude the way he speaks to the analysts, you know, the, in the post-match interviews... It, it really oozes... He's really oozing class in this tournament. So, I was talking about other young Indian players. You know, here's another one um in Ruturad's Gaikwad. And the thing about Gaikwad is he's, again... He's one of those players who can amend his game... Based on the kind of net run rate that is needed... Especially when chasing. And obviously, you know, he gets an eye in... Before he plays rash shots. And even when he plays rash shots... It's great timing, it's beautiful to watch, it's not raw power, so CSK definitely have a great opening pair in that sense and obviously that team is very well drilled in knowing their roles um, as it would, as to what each player or each piece in the puzzle has to do to get a victory. Obviously last three games are not a reflection of that, but I do think um, that whoever CSK ends up playing in the playoffs, they will definitely be favourites favorites to win. Um, But as it stands, it's only the Delhi Capitals in the qualifiers, uh, qualifier one especially, and it's all remains to be seen who'll make up the last two. And obviously, tomorrow is the 8th of October. It is the final day of uh, IPL group stage. It is the Sunrisers against the Mumbai Indians, 7.30pm local time in India, and RCB against DC, uh, which again, a game that... Doesn't have the consequences that Sunrisers versus Mumbai Indians has, but um, it could decide who finishes second, and it could, you know, it could be a game where the Delhi Capitals rest a few players, and, and you know, we'll we'll see who RCB plays and things like that. But in a way, that huge victory for the Kolkata Knight has sort of made this last day an anticlimactic day. You know, we've seen it in in football, the Premier League, where all teams play on the last day, and there's been all kinds of bonkers things to happen on, on on last days. But the victory for KKR sort of takes that away a little bit. You know, it's it's improbable. Not impossible. Nothing is ever impossible in cricket. But very, very improbable for the Mumbai Indians to pull this off. But anyway, that's my episode. Um, thank you for listening. And, and, you know, if you're a KKR fan, you're probably watching the game a little more relaxed than you would have been knowing that you won by such a big margin and if you're a mumbai indians fan well you're you're praying like the the one auntie who was in the crowd you know you're you're just hoping for a miracle basically and and you know the way to do that is to score a 250 or 260 and try and bowl them out for less than 100 runs that's the only way of doing it um and it's possible uh but it is a sunrisers team that is playing without pleasure uh, pressure. And if they do win the toss and select batting first, it is all but over for the move by means. So, that's it from me and thank you everyone for listening. Have a good one.